0: welcome to my life tanya applied with rabbi simon jacobson a journey into the deepest teachings of torah and their application to our personal emotional and psychological lives i hope you had a pesach, and now we can draw from that energy into the entire year we continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer Tanya. This program is made possible by Rina Lights LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Falevi HaLevi Weinberg Olav Rabbi Moshe Pinchas Hakoyen Katz and Rabbi Yael Hakoyen Kan Olav It's also in s'chus and merit of Rabbi Zevi Cheskel Hakoyen and Risha Katz for many long healthy years. So, middle of chapter 12. Of Tanya, the Beinani. What we learned so far about the Bainini, which in the spectrum of measuring the battle between the two forces, the two voices, the animal soul and the divine soul, kiss and Nevashabamis, with the Tzaddik being on the top end of the spectrum, the Rosha being at the bottom end of the spectrum, meaning that the Tzaddik has conquered the city. The divine soul is completely in control, with the animal soul being vanquished just the extent of how much. And the roshah, the battle rages, and the question is just how much the animal soul is speaking, how frequently, how much it affects the person. And the benini, the battle is there. However, the expression, the actual control over the person is not of the animal soul. It's the divine soul's garments, of thought, speech, and action that is controlling the Person's thought, speech, and action of Mahshava Dibra Maisa of and Mitzvahs. But on the faculty level, the faculties of the divine soul, what he called the Muhuzva Asmus Navishalakis, the core of the divine soul, which is the essa Bakhine Seha, these ten faculties, they're not the only ones that have control and dominance, because the animal soul is also in effect. However, when it comes to thought, speech and action expression. The garments are controlled by the Divine Soul. But not the faculties. Okay. However, the Al-Tareba made an important exception. Because to really cover this thoroughly, there are different times. There are times where we have additional energy, additional strength and power to deal with the challenges of life. And that is what he called like during Krishna and Tfilah, that that's when there's a shas mechen the godless, a shas an opportune time. So now there's an extra energy flowing from above, which is actually the essence of what every uh, esratzen is, whether it's Shabbos or Yontif or even a fast day. So Here we're talking time of davening, time of Krishna and davening. That what? That there's a shas the the an expansiveness, and that creates also below a shas an opportune time, in, for every person, to do what to connect their mind, chabad, and intensely bind it, to connect uh, to connect his mind, chokhmah bin das, Daite, profoundly meditate and connect to the greatness of godliness. The second thing that that should awaken and stimulate the love that's burning like a fire, and thirdly. That that causes Ladovka to attach himself to God through the fulfillment of Teirah Mitzvahs. Which actually, when you look in Shema, you have all these three things. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeh Hashem Achad is the izbonunos, in the Meich, of connecting to the divine. An intellectual level. Meditation. Vahavtas Hashem Alekeh is love, Ava, and a love with a fiery love. And then the continuation, when you continue, when it says, "Rukshatim noyesha Yedecha," and the mitzvahs, that's observance of the mitzvah. So all three things are in the Shema. As the Altar Rebbe says, At the Shema, that's midarayseh, that's from the Torah, which means a mitzvah from the, the, a biblical commandment. And bericheser, and its blessings, before and after, which is the Rabbonim, which helps set the stage, especially as it's explained in a number of places, that not always can we get to that state of de degadlus. So we need to also have additional prayers. That's why the rabbis decreed the, the blessings that the rab- that comes from rabbinic law, a that allows us to be in that state of mind and heart and Ladovka. So all of that sets the state. So here you see it's coming both from above, which is the Mekan the Gadlus, the Shasa kesher, but there's also the effort from below and maybe that also is hinted to in the idea that it's not just a biblical ordinance, a biblical mitzvah. It's also the Rabon, which is comes so-called an effort from below, from the rabbis, that help create this environment. All this is additional strength to the Benini, To the, or He says, L'chol Adam, which is really the midah of the Baini, is the mid of every person. But now you have an additional element. It's not just that the Baini has that self-control. That's what we learned till now. Now we're saying there's a special thing that happens. And during this time, all this comes and it says, all the... And for us, Harasha Then the Ra and the chol smolly, because remember, it's active in the animal, in the bainini, The animal soul is active. It's kofu for bottle. It's subjugated, and suppressed to what? Loteiv to the to the goodness that's extending in the right side of the heart, of the, where the divine soul rests, which comes from chabad sheb'ameach where the divine soul also rests, as we learned in chapter 9, that are bound, as we said, that's what we're doing during davening, during sh'ma. So all this gives them that power. And if you look at interesting language here, this is more than just the Bainini controlling thought, speech, and action, and even as a new state of being, not just in behaviorally. Here, the shas Akesha, the opportune time, adds that the, actually the not just the garments, but the actual faculties are also controlled by the divine soul, temporarily during davening. And if you look at the language, it's actually similar to the language that we learned in chapter 10 about the tzaddik virale. What was virale? That the ra, that was there from the, divine, from the animal soul, is kofubot Botlai to the good of the divine soul. However, there's a big difference. By the tzaddik, it's an actual, complete victory, Question is to the extent, and he's dominated and also conquered the animal soul. Here, the animal soul has not been vanquished. Its faculties are active. It says by davening, we have the extra power. But still, during davening, you have a taste, so to speak, of a higher state, not just the Beninese higher state of being completely in control in their thought, speech, and action, but also the faculties are more alive of the divine soul. With the animal soul's faculties being asleep, as he's going to explain shortly. But there is something in common. So now you see, in the Baini itself, there's also a difference between the Baini, the regular time of the day, and during Ashhassa Kesha, the opportune time. Aval, now let's continue. Aval, aratfila. Now he continues. but after davening that's all tefillah when the me the godless when that special flow of energy. The, window, the, the, the windows of opportunities, open opportune time. However, after prayer, and here he means tefillah and krishma, just using tefillah as a general term. He means both. Then, when this expanded higher consciousness, departs, parts, he says, when this so what happens then? Harihara, <laughs> the Ra of the animal soul, Chhizer Vnir. Hasmali. The evil of the, of the animal soul's selfish needs in the left side of the heart reemerges and awakens. Because remember, the faculties were never completely suppressed. They're just not they're not allowed to be. Influencing the thought, speech, and action, but they were active. So, in other words, during davening, there's less of a battle. That's the bottom line, because even after davening, the battle is won. Because the baini, as we said, is someone that's complete control over himself, but it's only thought, speech, and action. So, practically speaking, think of it like an enemy in the city. So, there are times where the enemy is like asleep, so you could let your guard down a bit because you're more in control. But then the enemy awakens. So you still so then you have to fight. You win because you don't let the enemy affect the thought, speech, and action. But you can't say there isn't a battle during Davin. The battle is less because the divine soul during the and the Godless, is getting all that empowered. It's being strengthened. It's being reinforced. So now, however, Al Tarep explains what that means literally. It's not just it it re-emerges and awakens, it's leading him to have a desire for the temptations of this world and its pleasures. Because that's what the, the, that's what the animal soul wants. As we learned at length earlier in chapters 6 and 7 and 8, that's what the animal soul wants. And now it's come back. And it beckons and it demands. That's because that additional energy of, that was Bishas during the opportune time of, of Krishma and Tfila, has now, has now, been, has departed. So now he has the battle at his hands. So what happens now? Now that we've established that, so now, the Bainini however, but since the negative energy of the animal soul in the heart is not the only ruling power. Just like he said before. Just like the divine soul is not the only ruling power. The animal soul has, 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 a, has a say. It's just not affecting the thought, speech, and action. But here, so those, also the other way around. The animal soul is not... Here too he says, the ruling power and the dominance... Over this small city, the city, which is the person and his faculties. So, so the animal soul, as much as now it's coming back in full force to try to affect the person, in the baini we're talking, but it's not the only force. We have a divine soul that has plenty strength with it. Even after Davnik. So therefore this, the negative energy of the animal soul is unable to bring his desire to fruition. So B'koyach is there, because the faculty is there, and the temptation is there, and the desire is there. But it can't actualize it. dibur, To influence the body's parts, the components of the body, in action, here it goes, in speech, or speech, b'maysa dibur, speech, umachshav mamish. Or actual thought, and we'll soon understand why it means mamish, meaning active thought, deliberate thought, not thoughts that are inadvertent, which we'll soon discuss in the understanding of the baini. So here we have the whole picture. Like he started out, that what? A Bainini is someone that controls his thought, speech, and action, not the faculties. But the core of the divine soul, meaning it's of the animal soul, the core of the divine soul is not the only force. That affects him. Because you also have the animal soul's faculty speaking. However, they can't affect the thought, speech, and action. During davening, we have an additional strength that even on a faculty level, the divine soul dominates and the animal soul is subdued. As we see in a moment, like as, as if it's asleep. And then after davening, the pain in the battle begins to rage again, and the Baini has the control because it's not just the animal soul that has a say, the divine soul also has a say. And as such, it doesn't allow the desires of the divine, of the animal soul to express themselves and actualize themselves. And he continues. So it doesn't have the ability to actualize itself and manifest in the body in action, speech, and thought. Now he's going to explain an additional point. Because here seems to be a question. You're saying the Baini can control. So then, two questions. Then, so what's the animal soul's effect? Bottom line, the is stopping it, subduing it. So why are we even talking about it? Secondly, can it really control? The fact of the matter is since there's a Yetzirah, there's going to be something that's going to affect you. So he's going to explain both questions and answer that it's true, the, the, divine, the animal soul does have an effect, but only in things that we have no control over, inadvertent thoughts, but not deliberate ones. So it affects. It speaks to you. You hear it. So the enemy in the city is speaking up, but you don't let it ultimately impact you in thought, speech, and action. That's what he says now. Laheimik So it doesn't so now the divine soul's power is not allowing the animal soul as much as it wants to affect you, but it doesn't allow laheimik the thoughts to dwell. With a certain type of deliberate effort to dwell on the thoughts, the Tainuge Elam haza, to allow his thoughts to dwell on the pleasures of this world. Echla Tavis Libe, how to satisfy his heart's desire. So here you see a few key points that need to be, need to be addressed. A person could have, and we're going to discuss this more briefly. A person could have a thought to do something, but it's just a thought. What, what happens next? Now you begin, you can think about an idea that's not appropriate thought, but you're not necessarily doing it. You're not even thinking of doing it. So the actual inadvertent thought we're going to learn soon that we don't have control over. But you have control, you're going to dwell on it. And secondly, are you going to act on it? And in both areas, the baini does not allow that to happen. So not only do not only, you don't dwell on the thought, and, you, and don't think about how am I going to fulfill this desire. With Russia, both things happen. You can dwell on it, and also plot how to do it. There are many people who have back, from negative thoughts, they never plot on doing it. It's just a negative thought, which is also not appropriate. That also makes a person Russia. Because a machshav is thinking something inappropriate. The Baini deliberately will never focus and dwell on something. And he says, an an how to fulfill it. So here from Tanya's it's one continuation, he doesn't say how and how to fulfill it. He says to dwell on it, how to fulfill it. That means the dwelling is in order to fulfill it. And that doesn't happen. Okay. So now we understand that aspect of the Benini. And now the question is, so what's the power that Benini has? What is he exercising? Why is a Benini different than a Rasha? Or to put it in different words, what allows us to become like a Benini? What do we need to activate here to make sure that even though we have an active animal soul, we don't allow it to impact our thought, speech, and action, to dwell on it, definitely not to speak and not to act on it. So what is it that we have? What is the Baini have that gives him that power? The animal soul is part of him. It. It's an inherent part of who you are. And it naturally has temptations, like we learned, temptations for the desires of this world. During davening, you have additional power that keeps it at bay. But after davening, it comes back. So what talk is the Benini doing? What, what exactly is he doing? What is he activating here? What power does he have? And here comes one of the tremendous chidushim, psychological insights from the Altareb. He says like this. So what is it that he has? What power does he have to suppress and not allow this faculty to come from, to actualize? Again, okay, we're talking about dwelling and acting on it. Even though he can't control the faculty itself, but he can control its effect, what does he have? So he brings now from Zayar, ha Shalit Alalev. Why? Because the Shalit literally means that the brain rules over the heart. The mind rules over the heart and that's natural like he can explain it says in Zayar, Parshas Pinchas volume 3 in Zayar, that is 224a that's Reish Shchof Dalid Omer Aleph so it says in Zayar. and here comes the Chiddush the Zoyar doesn't say is this natural or is this acquired al Rebbe adds Shakah Netsir ha'odah. I'm sorry. Kimeir shal talalev beteldose v'tevi yitzirase. That this is beteldose. It's inherent, and it's his natural capacity. It's not an acquired skill. Shekach netsir ha'odem beteldose. For that is how a man has been formed from birth. So human being has an inherent quality just like we have the quality the natural quality to see with our eyes a healthy person we have a natural quality of self-control of the mind over the heart. Shekol Odom Yochel he continues Beretseine this means that every person can with the willpower of his brain interesting expression Beretseine Shebemeche so there's the mind but there's the will of the mind meaning the mind is being used to control, to guide. To restrain restrain himself, refrain, and take control of his heart's urges. To prevent his heart's desires from being enacted, spoken, or contemplated. Again, we have that control. You don't have control, for example, whether you have blue eyes or brown eyes. You have no control whether you have faculties. And in this context, whether they're the the animal faculties. You're born with them. But you have control, natural control, just like you're born with the faculties of the animal soul that desires the the pleasures of this world. You also have naturally self-control, an additional element that the divine soul has. And that's what gives it this power. And furthermore, not just to restrain and refrain, but even when there is an inadvertent thought that comes from the animal soul, that you don't have control over, as we'll speak about later, is to distract himself, to divert his attention. Legamri, Completely from the desires of his heart and its urges, to something completely different. So it's not just to divert and distract, but legamri completely, and, and, and apply your thoughts somewhere else altogether. So it's not just about stopping yourself from thinking something negative. Because the mind is mishetet, the the mind is constantly turning like a wheel. You have to think about something. So he's adding to divert, to re- refrain, but then to divert and actually move your attention to something else. You're focusing, your mind brings up something inadvertently, un, something unhealthy or inappropriate. You change your mind into something else. You have that natural ability. It doesn't require a training. You need to want to. But the mayach has that. That's the mayach, shalit Allah. Why do they say rats inshallah because the is working through the mayah and also the Nefesh al-kiss resides in the mayah and the mind understands the reflective mind has that power so someone calls you and tries to sell you a, a marketing pitch in the telemarketing thing they tell you you have to buy this and this product and they know how to manipulate your emotions and tell you and you can and you say i want to think about it no there's no time to think the, the offer expires immediately if you allow your mind in, your mind will say, one second, let me reflect on this. How do I know if it's good? If it's so good, I'll decide by tomorrow. But the, the emotional manipulator doesn't want you to wait because they don't want your reflective mind to come into play. But naturally, if you allow yourself and don't let yourself, your emotions to be manipulated, what do you think will happen? Your mind will reflect and you come to realize, I don't need this, or it's worthless, or it's a, con, a scam, etc. So you have this natural ability. Now, why is it so critical to natural? Because if it's not natural, the animal soul is natural to us. We're born with it. It's not something we acquire. And we know something natural is always going to be more powerful than something acquired. Even if it's a training and so on. Even the Benin he trained himself, like we discussed earlier. But it's not just training. He has actually an inherent power. And that inherent power allows him that self-control. He has to exercise it. He has to use it. That's what makes the Benini so special. He uses it. The rosha is not using it, or at times he uses it. The Benini is constantly on guard and constantly allowing that, that superior quality of the mind to reflect and not allow himself to act, speak, or think deliberately anything negative, anything that's not divine, anything inappropriate. This is a tremendous concept, because when you compare it just by contrast, for example, To the Freudian id. Which says that person naturally is a selfish, pleasure-seeking animal. That's who you are. You have an ego, a super-ego superimposed for coexistence. It makes sense to be civil. But you're naturally a selfish person. So at best you can be expected to keep it at bay. Red lights and green lights. But it's not your natural being. Natural being is push comes to shove. Survival of the fittest. By contrast, al Rebbe is saying something long before modern psychology. No, you're inherently, not id, but yid. pintali yid, there's a divine part of you. But more than that, that you're naturally self control Self-control is not an acquired skill. It takes time to develop, like a newborn baby can't exercise self-control. But that's not because it's not inherent. It's because the baby, just like its mind, it has a natural mind. It has natural skills, may musical skills, but the child has not yet developed the actual instruments to, to implement it. But self-control is something that is natural to us. And when it does come, it's, it's natural to you. As I just said, it takes time to emerge, but not because it needs to be learned. It's not an acquired skill. It's not coming from education. Education may tell you where to apply that discipline, but it's natural, like we see when people really want something, their focus is so powerful, they can control their emotions. They can go without eating, without sleeping. They can even go to a point where they don't even realize that they're hungry or tired. Because when that focus is there, that's what a person has. We have that ability. An animal can't be that way. You can't prosecute a predator for attacking prey because that's how they're naturally wired. You can't expect Maya <laughs> al You can't expect an animal to fast in Yom Kippur. It has to eat. A human being has the power, the natural power, that when the rots and is active to control the, the, the subjective emotions, the impulses. Naturally. And that's the big chiddush, naturally. And that's why we have the ability to control the animal soul. Not its existence and not its faculties, but its effect on us. So in certain ways, we're going to learn later, there's more power to that than even atzadik because atzadik the battle is over. He's won the battle. Here the battle rages but the mo'yach Talev is coming into play. And during davening you have additional strength that gives the power that, 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 uh, that subdues the animal soul because the mo'yach and the gadlus that feeds the mind and the emotions and the actions of the divine soul. So that's what he says here. So even after davening because the div- animal soul is not the only one to control. There's a divine soul. And the divine soul is, resides in the mo'yach. The mo'yach shal That has the power to... Now why do you need rotsin shebe mo'yach? Because rotsin is ultimately a dominant. Rotsin is a memshala It's like when the rotsin ha So when you combine the mo'yach, the reflective mind that understands what's right and doesn't allow itself to be controlled by the whims and subjective whims of the heart, as we learned in chapter 9, that comes from the left side of the heart. So the right side of the heart and the mind, and is the rotsen, the will, to do what God wants, that has a natural, that's natural to us, and has the power to the discipline and the self-mastery that the Baini exercises. Let's just go one more line. So we have the power to divert our minds not just to refrain, but to divert to something complete opposite from taivus libe, from the desires of the heart. It means even if you divert it toward thinking mathematics, something neutral, something that's not necessarily necessarily the opposite, but not the opposite. You can take the mind and now divert it to what? To tere, for example. So that has the power to control the animal soul. And then he's gonna come now and bring a proof to that and that will do in the next year. So we'll stop here. good Devoch, TanyaApplied.com for this and all previous programs. Well. This has been My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit HasidusApplied.com for archived classes and more resources.